Well, at least I uh, did remember to put pants on this time for this one. So. No, shoot, I forgot. Okay. I left my wig and yeah. my uh, roller skates at the at the house. Good. We're adults. <laughs> Should we do this? Do it. All right, cool. All right, welcome back to Work Shorts. Season two. Season two, man. Season two. Where we get real about how weird our jobs can be and other life stuff. I am Keith Coleman. And I'm Randy Spandy. He's Carl Spandy, and today's episode is a special one. We're doing a salute to restaurant and bar workers. Love it. So Carl and I are in a, a fortunate position to be able to work from home during this whole pandemic ordeal, uh, but it's a tough time to be a service worker. Restaurant owner, anyone really in that space, want to take some time off and uh, kind of give an ode, a salute to everyone in that industry. Yeah, I so. think it's, uh, the timing is right, obviously. It's been a tough with the COVID-19 pandemic, but... Um, you know, it sounds like people are, are getting back at it. Things are starting to reopen slowly and cautiously. And, uh, you know, both you and I have had experience in restaurants. So I think we know what they're going through. Yeah, and it's a new season. Last season, we uh, hit a lot of topics in the corporate world pretty hard. We did. No, we had some good stuff. Uh, but we don't want to beat that. I had some good stuff. Into the ground. You had some okay stuff, <laughs> like subfire. That's why we're doing a second season so you can get better at this. Okay, that's good. Uh, but we don't, you don't want to beat the corporate topics into the ground too hard we'll, we'll still do a jobs. little bit about that yeah um it is fertile ground for sure though yeah. um but being a food service worker also fertile ground you deal with a lot of people so we can have some fun with this um and we're gonna have fun while some of those people are uh, definitely in a state of uh transition so yeah new season new, season. new topics new let's topics. have fun with it I'm excited. uh dude but first of all people actually listen to this yeah that was like, like I'm honestly surprised. Like, look, we did the first season, took a little break. Oh, we take a break. We were forced to stay inside. But yeah, people, people actually listen. To that. I don't know why. So apparently, yeah. we had to do this. It wasn't even a question of if we had to do a second season. We had to. Part of me is like, kind of wishing some people did it. They're like, all right, that was a cute experiment. We don't really have to do that anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, it was. It was nice. I mean, it was, uh, you're right. I think it's, man, when you put yourself out there, you never know how the people are going to respond. Well, you do know. Some of it's going to be bad. Some of it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, you had a review that said that Keith is a kind of a jerk. I think I saw that on one of the Apple podcasts. Reviews. Really? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, someone I else, need to read these reviews. Yeah, someone else jumped on it. I think it was the, the guy's wife that was like, Keith is cool or something. He's uh, defending me. Yeah, she I was. Yeah. I don't know. A, I'm a polarizing figure. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. No, it's been cool. We had, I mean, I, I've got a couple stats here. You know, I'm kind of a stats guy. So I think uh, it'd be kind of fun to, you know, give a shout out to our, our listeners and, you know, all that was accomplished. Do we have listeners or season. do we have people who had listened? Yeah, yeah, they had this, and maybe know. they're still not. Maybe they're not listening now. But over a thousand, almost a thousand fifty downloads. I think at last I checked, and two hundred sixty plus unique uh, listeners. Pretty good. Eight what does countries. That mean, unique listeners. I think they um, uh, they match up uh, um, your IP address with kind of your uh, your your device that you're using to ensure that it's. So like there were a few a people who like unique uh, IP address. Listen to more than one. Yeah, doing my cool. yeah. extensive math. Yeah, absolutely. So it looks like they most people probably did listen to a couple of them. Yeah. What was the most popular? Yeah, I don't know. I think it. Um, one of I think it, I think our work 
there's two, I think. Our very first one, obviously, the season one episode one was pretty popular. And then our um, our bonus episode was also popular, one that we did, I think, prior to the launching. Ah, so the home. ones we were getting people hooked were seemed to be pretty popular. Then people are still listening today. I mean, we had people listening to new, unique listeners and repeats today downloading. So, how are they finding us like four months later? Like, do you just like happen upon us? I don't know. Such a weird like I, I did see like people from other countries as well. Yeah, so it's been pretty cool. So outside of Minnesota. Yeah, we've got some of our podcasts are on YouTube, little clips, right, about 10-minute clips, and we've had over 700 views on those videos. I think there's four or five of them up there. So not quite to monetizing level yet? No, no. (laughs) No, we only have 25 subscribers on YouTube, so please subscribe. And we get $1.50. Yeah, you get nothing. Uh, Facebook, over 150 people have followed us on Facebook, which is kind of cool, so good point. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's a good starting spot probably for the first couple months yeah cool well wow. yeah we had a successful season one we're we're, we're back doing this again by popular demand right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could say that yeah uh but we did get some feedback one of the one of the more popular segments was keith and carl becomes friends which is a little ironic because it has nothing to do with what we intended when we when we started this podcast talking about work topics uh you know ridiculous things that happens at work yeah. Yeah. People maybe like some of that stuff, but mostly they like just me and you telling stories about each other when we were younger. I think so. Yeah. Which I think is very strange. I know. It is uh, strange. But it does bring us to the uh, the the topic of the day: Keith and Carl become friends. Yeah. Right. This is the topic where we still get to know each other. It is. We're you would still... think by the second season we already know each other. You'd think, but uh... I don't know. I think it's going to take like four, five seasons. I think so. There's a Good lot point. of dirt. There's a lot of stuff that we can be digging into, I think. Yeah. We're just there, there's a lot I deleted. The this is like deleted the first time. <laughs> <laughs> just keep in for the second one. Um, so for this segment, I have a question for you, Carl. All right. Hit me. If you could be a superhero, mm-hmm. any superhero, which one would you be and why? Good question. Great question. And it's interesting, and I'm trying to buy some time here because I I've uh, filler words, filler words. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of superhero type movies. Do you watch these Marvel movies? Yeah, I do. Dude, uh, I never watch any. With my kids and um, they're they're the most overhyped things in the world. Yeah, they are. They're overhyped. You but take stories from like 20 years ago and you just keep running them to the ground. I guess like the effects and stuff are nice, but yeah, I don't know. I can't sit through it. Marvel movies. Who watches those? I don't know. They're funny. I mean, they're good. I like them a lot. They're funny? Yeah, okay. there's a lot of humor in them. You'd be surprised. I don't know. I mean, how could I go wrong? I mean, I have to say Superman. I mean, no, he's have got, to say anything. Well, he's got you one, just said he's got Superman. Really, one weakness. Um, but, I mean, he can, it's like the fastest thing. He can stop a train, can't get shot. He can see through walls. So he's you got fire like vision. So let's unpack this. You'd like to stop trains? I'd like to be able to say you want to you want to you know, what what would you use these powers for? I think it's I'd like to be unstoppable. Is he unstoppable? No. Unless there's kryptonite around. Yeah. Pretty close. See, what are your criteria for this? Strength. Speed. That's it. Just strength. And he can fly. I would love to fly. That's a good point. Uh I don't know. Those tights though. 
I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I can always customize an outfit. You can't. Like, he has an outfit. Like, you have to wear it. It comes with it. Like, you don't get the powers and you can hang out in, like, a jumpsuit. Well, then you're saying that if I were to be, if I were to choose, like, a woman superhero, then I'd have to have have to be a woman. (laughs) No, you'd have to go through the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, you if you're going to be Wonder Woman, you'd have to wear the whole thing, whether you have that anatomy or not. Yeah, that's true. No, the whole package. Okay. You get Superman, you're getting the little hair and everything. Yeah. One thing I don't understand is Superwoman. Superwoman was never even close to as good as... Oh, you're 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 turning on the audience right now. Well, I'm just saying a job. <laughs> it's the writers. I mean, I don't know. what. It's got some decent... It's skills. Wonder Woman. It's not Superwoman. Oh, that's right. Wonder Woman. Dude, but you both just like Superwoman. You're right. Did you watch... I did watch the Wonder Woman Marvel movie. That was pretty good, though. Yeah. See, the one thing that... One of my biggest criteria is wardrobe. So you got those little tights. You got a cape? You got a drag around a cape? It looks Why? pretty flowing, though. Why? Why? I mean, it probably it, helps it, with it, the flight aerodynamics. No, it doesn't. It could. It doesn't. It, it, it's not a wing, it's just a cape. No, is, do you know everybody what it is? actually. It's a banner. Researched capes. Does it help flight? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, you just. I mean, I, you just when you're getting ready for your day, you got to pack a cape. You got this little tight little thing for whatever you'd call underwear. You got a stupid hairdo. I mean, that's, yeah, you got glasses, <laughs> you're taking off glasses. No way, man. My first criteria is what is the wardrobe going to be? So if I was going to pick one, yeah, it'd be the Incredible Hulk. No wardrobe, just his pants. That's and true. he's got jeans. He's just like jeans, no shirt, and then he gets pissed. That's kind of me when I was a teenager. Yeah, you just don't have to. It's just like oh, I'm just a rage. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just wearing I'm just wearing my uh, my jeans. I have a t-shirt on, and all of a sudden you become the Hulk. All you have to do is take off your t-shirt. That's it. No tights, no capes, no hairdos. So your superpower is uncontrollable rage. <laughs> yes, that's... you don't have to apologize. But you get for to it. wear jeans. Yes. Yes, that's it. But you don't have to uh you don't have to apologize for anything. Right? Because like when you go into this manic rage state, like you're a different person. Like you don't know. So whatever you do when you're under this, you know, when you're in this spell, like you just you come back to normal, like I have no idea what happened. That's true. And it's legit. That's so true. Superman, when he turns into Superman, he does whatever he does, he comes back, he knows. He's a liar. Right, a lot of these superheroes are just like BSers, leading double lives. Right, you gotta lie to everybody. Like Batman, I would like. I mean, Batman's a good sec number two. He's a constant liar. Yeah, but you know how this fits my personality is. I like to have multiple. Just to be, <laughs> yes, you do. That's true. You know, I mean, so it fit you well maybe with the double life of me. No, man. Like I don't know what happened. La- what happened last night? I have no idea. Well, half the city's destroyed. I have no idea. All I know is I don't no have a shirt on. <laughs> I got the jeans on. You know, didn't yeah. have to change those. So that's true. Yeah, you gotta think about the criteria. It's not all about power. And the Hulk like, can mess stuff up too. But I, I don't know if he did. He have any redeeming qualities? Only the fact that when he was not the Hulk, he was incredibly smart. That's pretty redeeming. So yeah, yeah no, I'll really, take that. Yeah, I mean that's okay. Um. I don't know. I still think Superman would kick the crap out of the, the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. 
I mean, Superman can stop a moving train. So? And he's got, like, laser vision. He could, like, laser... Laser, like... He could, like, laser... Like, he could see the Hulk? He could see him well, coming He could laser him. I think green. he can turn his eyes into lasers, and he would laser the Hulk what? pants right off, too. You're making could, this up? No, I'm serious. Doesn't he have, like... With laser beams? I think so. No. I don't know. Superman's not have laser beams. <laughs> Just make it up superpowers. I don't know, strong green man who flips over stuff. Wasn't there a movie with Superman like there probably Batman? Was. There's been ones with And I'm like, how could Batman man. win? Like Batman is just a guy in a costume. What? Batman has no skills. I mean, sure he's a good athlete. He's not like no a, skills. He's not like a superhero. He saves Gotham night after night with no skills. Yeah, I mean you ever seen him shoot that thing like over a fence, and he could pull himself. He, he scales buildings, right? You ever see that with Robin? Got to put up with this guy. It's easy for Superman to just hang out by himself, do whatever he wants. Batman has to maintain that relationship with Robin. I think the, the real hero way. is like the guy back at the mansion who's looking after everything. What's his name? I don't even know his name. The Butler. I don't know. Oh man, you you don't deserve to be Batman. I don't want to be Batman. Batman. Dude, Terrible. Batman is way cooler than Superman. No way. All right, agree to disagree. Okay. I'm the Hulk. Okay. Moving on. Well, all right, here's my I question. I swear for this you. whole second season is not going to be about superheroes. Yeah, thank God. And I feel like there's a ton of superheroes. And so, not really. It's like five. My son's got a poster of like 50 of them. Well, they keep making them up. They're all embedded in these comic books. I've never read them, but. Yeah, then they don't matter. <laughs> there wasn't if there weren't major motion pictures then they don't count um all right here's my question for you and this kind of comes uh you know on the 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 heels of this uh this lockdown but what uh what was your favorite mode of transportation when you were a kid well that's a great question the uh, skateboarder a, a rollerblader bike no. i lived on a gravel road Skateboards, rollerblades, none of that. That never happened. made any logistical sense. Yeah. Um, I don't like when I was a kid. I had a three wheeler. Oh. So that oh. was like me for years. That's cool. Yeah. When you're like in the middle of the cornfield, like you just have to. Yeah. Those, those, those like pretty... those like city city modes of transportation aren't gonna fly. Yeah. Are those outlawed? Yeah. It was. They're illegal. dangerous, aren't it they? It was awesome. Yeah. It was horribly dangerous. Yeah. Absolutely horribly dangerous. I, you know, flip that thing. You can get it on one wheel and just do one wheel around really? and around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. You pop a wheelie on it easy and just go through the cornfield. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my favorite mode. It had to have a motor on it when you're on a gravel road or you're just not going very far. We did ride bikes quite a bit. Yeah. But uh, no, I had a three-wheeler, Honda 350. Oh, man, like I was, I was the king. I was absolute king. How like, fast could that thing go? It, uh, almost 70 miles an hour. Oh, I like wow. pegged it one time and it got super, I was terrified. The whole thing starts shaking. Yeah. You know, I never really did that again. Yeah. But in the winter, it was awesome. You can just like blast around. Oh, that's cool. Do yeah. wheelies and you can wipe out and it's in the snow. Right. So it doesn't hurt as so much. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. We'd, we'd ride just forever. Did you wear a helmet? Uh, I did. I did. I was safe. That's good. Yeah, you had to if you're going to flip that thing around. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, what about you? Well, I think for sure it was a bike. 
and like the 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 first bike that I treasured growing up was it was a like a street BMX bike with like the pegs on it. How old? I don't know. I probably was between ten and twelve, probably. Okay. Um, so still elementary school. It was a GT Performer. Remember the brand? It's cool. It had pegs. It had these pedals that had like claws on them. So it was supposed to be like a trick bike. And so I think the claws were meant to like, keep your shoes on, the pedals. Yeah. But if you slipped, dude, those claws. I still got scars on my shins from them. It would just, they're just metal spikes. It would just claw your shins. Um, so it was miserable. So I didn't do a lot of tricks. Did you, <laughs> did you get people riding on your pegs? Not really. Not a lot. Um, but I mean, I remember setting up jumps in like my front yard and like setting up a jump and then setting up like a landing, like a landing pad. And I remember I went off and I didn't make the second land, like the second jump hit my first wheel and just went right in the head first, right in the dirt, like right in the dirt. I'm like, man, I'm not really a good jumper either. So I didn't really do tricks. I didn't really do jumps. I just kind of tooled around on it. We, we did jumps all the time in the motorized three-wheeler. So it was a lot easier. Yeah. But uh, my dad had made jump. We just brought a dozer home and made some jumps. All we, and, and the neighbors are watching us just fly around in the woods and around our, our entire yard, just like doing dirt jumps. Yeah. It never ended. Yeah. I know they were over there just like, when is this thing going to end? Well, in about eight years, <laughs> that's when it's going to end. So yeah, my buddies would come over and we would just like go around and around and around and around. I don't even know how like my mom put up with it. Just listening to that all day. But oh that was gosh. like in a time too where you could just disappear. Yeah. Like just take this thing out and go and then come back at you know, at night. Like you can't you can hardly even do that stuff anymore. Yeah, that's true. I remember one time we took our uh took a friend, um, my mom packed us in, you know, the minivan we had and took my bike and he brought his bike, went to a, a BMX race track, you know, and we had a double jump there and my friend, it was like the first time going around, he went off this double jump, and when he landed, his bike broke into three different parts. And what just, kind of bike does that? I have no idea. It just fell apart, and it was like, oh. Shouldn't have got the cheap Walmart now bike. We're, now we're like done. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, uh, and we had to go home and explain to his parents why his bike broke. Did you ever get massively hurt? Like break an arm? No. Face scars? No, I, not really, no. Like I said, I wasn't really good at that stuff, at going off jumps. I didn't. Well, that's why. That's when you get hurt. I wasn't you're not risk, good. If I wasn't the good a risk people, taker. The good people don't get hurt. Yeah, I never would go fast enough to really, to really get get and go. You know, not to jump high. So always just right in the pocket. Yeah, having a little bit of fun. Yeah, not too much fun. But not too much fun. Yeah. So I don't know. It was good. It was bike. I mean, that's all we did. We biked. Our whole neighborhood was a pretty condensed neighborhood, right? And so. You know, my friends could live a mile or two miles away and not a problem. We just packs of kids going through the neighborhoods. Was it like city blocks or like a subdivision kind of deal? Yeah, like a subdivision kind of deal. Yeah. It's like our neighborhood was set up in like horseshoes. And so there's like kind of a main street that went through, and then there's these horseshoes off of it and cul-de-sacs off of it and um, kind of a central park in the middle, you know, with like bike paths and stuff. And so pond down by the way where you could you know go like three miles around the big pond and but yeah so it was you know we the biked big pond. To school. Was there a small one 
you know, it's a pretty big. I mean, for five miles, seven miles around that, you know, they called it nice. a pond. So, no, that's a lake in Illinois. I know. I mean, it is a lake, <laughs> I, I think. Um, but they called it a pond. So, yeah, it was fun. I don't know. Rode my bike to school, you know, almost every day I could. So, that was fun. I almost got the GT Performer stolen from me, though. I was riding around um, a lake around here, actually, in Richfield, not far, and with a cousin. And we went off the pa- we went off the pavement into this kind of – we saw this, like, path off the, the trail, and we started going off these little dirt, like, you know, humps and jumps back there. And kind of a group of kids that were maybe our age, a little bit older, four or five or six of them, you know, came out with, you know, bats. One of them had, like, a broken uh, – um, a broken golf club and they said hey like get off your bikes we're gonna take we want to take them for a spin and i'm like all right and like they started riding our bikes around you let them do it they were they forced us off they pushed us off the bikes i mean we were getting was jumped. it the broken golf club that did it yeah <laughs> swinging that thing around so and you know i was like again i was on between 10 and 12 they were probably 13 or 14 15 maybe so they were joyriding um and a parent I would say a parent, a, a person walking their dog saw me and my cousin standing there, like probably looking kind of scared because they didn't let us leave. They just were messing with us, really. Two guys were driving the bikes and the three or four of them were standing around us. And so we just stood there and then someone with dogs kept going by and looking in at us. And finally they stopped and said, hey, what's going on here? And the kids dropped their bikes and they took off running. And, you know, we got on our bikes and we, you know, biked around and back to the, the, the family and all of a sudden the cops show up and the kid comes, you know, running over to the cops and we're standing there and the kid goes, yeah. He's like, some kids just stole my GT performer. And I'm like, Are that's you the serious? bike I'm on right now. Yeah. So like right after they like left us, they jumped some other kid, took his bike and he had the same bike that I had. I'm like, it wasn't me. And he's like, no, it wasn't you. Cause I was still on that bike. He's like, is that your bike? And so you just, they just take it for a ride, but then give it back. They, well, yeah, I think they were probably going to take it. You know, Maybe they're just doing test rides. He yeah. was in the market for a new bike, and I he mean, just wanted to try some things out. Yeah, I know. I just, it was it's a great. They had they te- they test rode mine, and they thought they liked it, and they saw another one coming down the, <laughs> the path, and yeah, they they got a nice bike out of it. So. Did you ever run from the cops in your bike? No, not on a bike. No. Yeah, I did in a three wheeler. You did? Yeah, you can get away. In <laughs> yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> It's a little faster. Yeah. Especially you can go off-road. There's oh, some, yeah. There's some perks there. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, this is when you're a kid. When you're, we'd kind of like bait them into taking, going off the, down the road and then go down the cornfield. And, I mean, there's just miles in between. So they think there's nowhere to, there's just, it's, it's a no-win unless they call for backup against the against yeah. three-wheelers. Yeah. We'd go up to like a, the school and just kind of like go around and around until they'd kind of come around and we just. And most of the time they just leave. But there was one night, uh, I don't know why we were up there, but there was like a dance or something going on or some sort of formal event. Yeah. And there was like multiple police up there. So that was very interesting to us now that there was two because one was a cat and mouse game. Right, right. You can always get away from one. You go in the cornfield, you're done. Right. Two of them, they could kind of kind of, get you in. So that was, that was kind of a fun game. All night. That one was a little closer than uh, we would have liked, but yeah. I mean, I feel like in a town like that. Oh, it was in a town. There was no town to be had. And just like, 
homes. I feel like they would know who like the kids are that rode three wheelers around and would just come yeah, to your, not really. your house. You would think. <laughs> You'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, we're pretty quiet about it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and then sometimes we would like set up uh set up things on the train tracks to see how much the train can fly fly into and make a big mess and we got we got chased out of there once. I don't know if I'd seen all this we recorded it. But yeah, I don't either way. Doubt there's a warrant out for my arrest <laughs> for running around on a on a three wheeler. But yeah, if you can go like sixty, seventy miles an hour. Plus on three wheels you look way cooler than if you were on four. So Yeah. The only thing is I stood out. They could always tell like that's the guy on a three wheeler. So like I can make sure trike. I never got caught. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just gotta yeah. be faster than your buddy, really. Yeah. That's right. Or just know the trail that he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well cool. Cool. Well, I know a little bit more about you. I know you're less of a criminal than I am. I was a good one in the group too. Like yeah. I was I was the most responsible one in all the and I think we really glossed over the stuff you put in front of the train, so we'll have to revisit that. <laughs> that sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> so as we said before, like we, we are doing this episode as kind of like a salute to food service workers. Right. For good reason. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Yep. It's, um, you know, the restaurant industry and restaurants and, uh, you know, people that we know that, that, that work in the front of house as servers or bartenders, back of house as cooks and chefs, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, doing the, the dishes and prep and things like that. They're out of jobs. A lot of them are out of jobs. And I pulled down some, some interesting stats that I thought, um, you know, maybe we could just level set with the audience just to, to see how impactful COVID-19 has been um, on the restaurant and how it will impact, you know, the, the industry probably, you know, for this year uh, and then ongoing. But um, approximately 8 million plus restaurant jobs jobs have been lost or furloughed. 8 million? 8 million, yeah. Ooh. That's a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. That's... None yeah. of them, I mean, there's no way all those are coming back either. No, and I think a lot of people, because um, we've had like two restaurants even just on the street just close. They're not. They're just not coming back. I think some of them were on the fringe before, and they're just like, yeah, they're done. Some of like my favorite places here too. Yeah, I know. I agree, and I think that's, you know, I think I, we've seen some early estimates that maybe ten to twenty percent of restaurants are going to perm- permanently close. Jeez. And my guess is obviously likely a lot of those would be the smaller regional chains or better uh, not be my burrito place down the street, man. That'll, that'll mess me up good. Yeah, that's a good place. You know, at the end of April, they had an estimated lost sales of about $80 billion. $80 billion, which is a lot. And they think that it's going to get closer to $240 billion in lost sales by the end of 2020. What are people doing with all that money if they didn't eat at, out at restaurants? Are they just, like, saving it or just blowing it on? What about you? Like, if, if you normally would have went out to a restaurant, like, what did you do? Would you spend the money on like, or do you just feel like, oh, I'm, I'm saving money, or did you blow it on like video yeah. games and stuff? You know, it's interesting. I th- actually think that we are eating, and I'm I'm sure that I'm probably unique in this, but I I think that we're eating more takeout than we have before. Yeah. Um. Because we're stuck at home and we're cooking every meal. You know, and so you just get sick of it. Yeah, and the dishes pile up, and it's like, how do we just have a meal? And so, and then you know, we, it's like let's you know go to some of these local restaurants that we love, and 
So we end up eating, I think, more. So I think for us, it's definitely we're spending more just in general at the grocery store now that I'm home. Kids didn't, you know, two older kids didn't go to school. So it's three extra people that are snacking, eating all day, you know. Um, so definitely more money going to the, the grocery bill. But, you know, we're trying to spend some money at restaurants too. Um, keep them going. Oh, yeah. Tough time. It is. So that's kind of, um, you know, a little bit of, uh, a pre, you know, some of the impact, financial dollar signs um, impact. You know, we know that some of the states have already begun to reopen. Uh, I think, uh, I think, you know, by at the end of April, maybe early May, I think roughly 29 states were open. I, anticipating that's going to slowly and uh, cautiously continue. Um, and I think even here in Minnesota, we're going to start seeing some of that here shortly as people are opening up their patios and, you know, outside dining and, um, you know, using their parking lots as kind of where the, the tables can go now. It's kind of crazy um, just, you know, what this initial wave of openings will start to look like, and it varies state by state, and it's quite different. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but that means that, you know, some of our friends can uh, hopefully get back uh, to work. Um, so, you know, I've grown up in the industry. Uh, it was my, you know, probably, I don't know how many years I worked in it, but, uh, you know, high school through college um, for the, for the most part, for, for a lot of it. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, we've got a lot of As friends. As a bartender? Waiter? Yeah. I mean, uh, everything, everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah. A little bit of everything, but you know, we can dive into that later. Dude, we're, this is, you would think from like season two, this would be like much more structured and we would have our stuff together. This is like more rambling than we've done in every other episode. This is like, I know gone all over the place. So, uh, put some structure around this for us. All what's right. Yeah. Uh, what's the C list? Yeah. Let's do the C list. Right. Um, the C list today, obviously focus on restaurants. It's how to be a great server and bartender. All right. Like legitimately how to be a good server or like well, we'll see. things you shouldn't do. Well, you're we'll putting see. under the guise you of can, uh, you can tell me, I think these are pretty legit. All right. They're not legit. I can see it on your face. <laughs> it's going to be dumb. Greet your table with a big smile and tell a semi-appropriate joke. That's fair. Right. I think that's a good tip. You mean semi-appropriate. I mean, I feel like you want to step on, you want to toe that line a little bit because people want, they want family. They want, you know, people that are serving them food to act like family. Oh, yeah. So Nobody you, wants you that. You just got to like, you throw that inappropriate joke out there that kind of stay, you right. know. Now I know line. the list is garbage. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, you know, and if they Dude, really... those people like who who have those, so you talk about like the people come to your table with a huge smile. Yeah. Try to be part of the family. It's like that. Yeah. They're always cracking office space. Always cracking hey. jokes. Yeah, yeah. No, I hate that. <laughs> I absolutely hate that. I mean, you're rolling the dice on it. If you if, if that's the your personality, you know, you might get the table that really loves that, and they're gonna tip you big time. Nobody. Big it's time. like one out of fifty, and the others will never come back to that restaurant. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think that's a I think that's a great tip. No. Great tip. It, it's a bad tip. Don't ever tell a joke when you come to a. You're gonna offend someone. Like you have no idea who these people are. Well, I don't know. I, the best and if it doesn't offend anyone, then it's a stupid joke. Then it's not funny. No, that's true. Most just don't say a joke. Just say hi. Like you come in there, you just want to eat. <laughs> All right. This is bad advice. What else? I don't yeah. know. I think maybe the times have changed. Maybe people want more jokes now, and they can come back to the table through a mask. <laughs> and and also this this only happens with servers. 
this is not a bartender problem. Have you ever come to a bartender and they're just like, no, they, they hate everybody. Yeah. They just don't want to even be there half the time. And they're not, that's what it's more comfortable. Yeah. They don't try to strike up a conversation. I mean, if they do, they're not trying to like be kitschy where they're, Hey, come on in. You just don't have any of that. So I think the servers should learn from the bartenders. Disagree. Um, all right. Uh, this is a great one. This is a great one for safety. I can't be weird. The first one sucked. Yeah, great one for safety. Better. You always want to taste test the size before you bring the entrees out to the table. You know, take, you know, I, you make know sure this those fries, happens every time. Make sure those fries are hot. Did you do this? Was this the play of yours? Did I? I mean, I don't think I've... I, I, I remember sworn, some other people. Dude, there was there, a right? time I could have sworn somebody came out and there was like ketchup on their mouth. Yeah. And I had fries. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're in the back and you're waiting for your, your food to come up to serve to the table and there's a nice plate sitting there with some fresh fries. Aren't you kind of limited to fries, though? I mean, you have to be selective. I guess that's a way to weed out if you're smart or not, like which foods you try to taste test. Like you can't have a true. steak. No. You know, you're not, not going to chunk off a piece of baked potato. No, that's why it's the, the sides. It's like you can grab an extra Szechuan green bean. You can grab a uh, Brussels That's very straw. specific. Szechuan green bean. I, I love Szechuan green beans. They're pretty good. Yeah. So you pretty much have to stick to the appetizers. I guess no one's missing a cheese curd. Yeah, exactly. Because they never have enough anyway. Yeah. So it's maybe they always do have enough, and I've just never received enough. Yeah, that could be. That could be an industry tip. Yeah, that could be. I don't feel like I'm giving away some of the secrets here. Um, so this is another great tip. When you're bartending, two shitty tips. When you're bartending and you're making a mixed drink like a martini and one of those metal shakers, or you're you're blending that uh, that daiquiri. Um, daiquiris? That, you're yeah. drinking daiquiris? Well, you're a bartender. I'm saying when you're making it for the oh. for the people, um, you always order daiquiris. Yeah, always make a little extra for you and a buddy to you know to taste test. Again, it's it's about quality assurance. This here. sounds no. This this sounds like teenage. I mean, I would recommend eating fries and making cocktails. People appreciate that on the day shift, you know, taste testing. Your your buddies? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's they're just drunk by the end of the shift. I don't know, but and all the patrons have to deal with you. It's a it's a great way to to loosen up and and go to the tables with smiles and tell some jokes. Oh my god, where did you work? We're all coming together. Where where the hell did you work? Talk about this. This sounds like a nightmare of a restaurant where you're being all tchotchke, eating fries. Here's another tip. When you're bringing out the, the entree, uh, when you bring out the entrees, you know, you've, you're carrying that heavy plate, the large table, four to six people. Don't ever ask for help from other servers. <laughs> it's, it's a sign of weakness. If you're gonna Show be how a, strong you are. Yeah, if you're going to be a great server, you can get that you know, tray up on your shoulder. You can carry the, you know, the tray stand. You can get that See, I get this at a, like a, at a nicer restaurant. Cause it's almost like a craft. Yeah. Like, oh, look, look how I can, you know, you're in a nice, you're at a nice place. You want to show off. Yeah. I never understood it when you're at a, like a family dive. Like why, why is Martha trying to like balance? She's not getting a bigger tip for it. You know, or do you just not want to make the extra trip? Yeah, probably. I think it's. Cause I'm not impressed. You know, nobody wants food that's been like rubbing up against your clothes. I know, I love it, like, people that everywhere. have got, like... There's the, the greasy hands. They're all over, like, they carry three plates on each arm. I'm like, put it on a tray. 
Can you even do that? What do you mean? Three plates on an arm? Yeah, you can do that. You put one in the center, one on the no, forearm, and one lazy. kind of tilted. You're not going to make... Just make two trips. I don't understand. Make more trips. Yeah, well, you could ask for help, but I'm saying don't this is, do that. This is the worst advice. Here's the last piece of advice. I thought this was supposed to be like a salute to food service. Yeah, this is... You're just a guy giving bad advice. These are great tips here. The last tip, always go the extra mile because your tips depend on it. And I got some great examples of what it means to go the extra mile. So they might not have mentioned it, but it could be their birthday. So gather up all the servers, sing that silly song, and give them a free piece of dessert on the house. To everyone? Yeah, to the oh my to, dude, this to, is you, you pick out someone that's this the birthday is kind person. Of my nightmare, like when people start singing your birthday song. Yeah, I say be proactive as a server. Do that. If you're at the table, I'd come up to you. No and matter like, what. Yeah, I'd be like, it's this guy's birthday. We'd come up. We'd what if sing, you nail it? We'd give you a free dessert, and it's not your birthday. You're not going to turn it down, but you're going to be <laughs> signing that tip over to me because you got something free. Uh, and then the manager goes, "How come we, uh, you know, order? How come, how come we desserts <laughs> three times a night? The birthday desserts, and we're not getting any money for it." Yeah, well, I did so. That's a good way to get fired on your first day. So, well, this is keep rolling them out. This is a tip. I mean, this is something that you learn over time. Um, always, I can't. Ha- I can't figure out if half these are serious or you're screwing around. Well, this other one goes back to kind of the the corporate world a little bit about we want to get feedback from the people that we work with or we we serve, right? So, you know, when you hand your bill over, you know, you notice the table of single girls. Always write your phone number down. Oh my god! On that bill, did you do that? No, I don't think I ever did. You don't think you ever did? I don't think I ever. You did. did. I, I have no idea if I. How ever long did. did you work as a server? From fifteen, sixteen to twenty. Yep, you did. Twenty-two. You did. So you I, just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I have no you idea. You totally did. Nobody works no that long in the service industry. Doesn't. I mean, if I did, I probably had great reason because I wanted you, some great feedback. You, 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 you would remember that. I don't know. Maybe. I think there's a story you're hiding here. I don't think so. I don't have a story there. All right. This last one is, this always helps. Always start busting Has your somebody tables. somebody done that to you? To me? Yeah. You're eating at a restaurant. Somebody drops off their number. I don't, I don't know. No. I'm not no? that cool. I'm not Did that I think cool. about it? No. I'm not that cool. Um, this last one. You always want to start bussing your tables early and often, and don't be afraid to drop that bill off. You know, as you're still eating your entree, ask them if they're ready to leave. People are busy. It's always helpful to, to get them motivated yeah, to, they, to get up. They, they want to get out as soon as they yeah. they get in. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's that seriously though. That is a thankless predicament because people always feel like they're rushed or that you're not there fast enough. Right. You're just not going to win. It's like you got to be at the perfect timing. You go overseas or anything, they're not coming. You're there for like three hours. I just deal with it. Yeah, I know. You know, wave a banner if you want me over here. We're the only place where it's like, hurry up, get out of here. I know. Get, 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 get. Go, 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 go. I need to turn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. It's And it's one of those things like the, 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 the business here, the companies, right, they want you to turn the tables as fast as possible. Um, Which is not how I want to eat. No one wants to eat that way, I know. They want to eat with someone that's friendly and cracking jokes. Man. Giving away birthday I, I'm desserts. not convinced that you were that, any of this type of server. Dropping off, phone, no- dropping off phone numbers. I've learned a lot. 
I've learned a lot. I don't know. That's happened to me. That did happen to me one time when I got a number dropped off to me with my dad. I was like high school or something. And my dad never cared about any of this stuff, but it was at his favorite coffee shop. And he got very excited about it. Did he? Yeah. He's like, you're going to call her, right? I'm like, no. He goes, why not? I'm like, he never cared about any of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? He saw free coffee for life. That's hilarious. Yeah. He's like, and then, you know, in his head, he's like, well, who knows how far this goes? Right. It can be dirt. I can be in the whole thing. Yeah. He was really on this. Wow. Yeah. He's like, you like, I feel like you should, uh, I'm like, no, this is all about you and coffee. He's like, of course it is. Yeah. I still need to do this for us. Us. For us. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, should have just been nice. Took a lot of courage. Dude. <laughs> no, he, he would have lived there. All right, so that that was a list I would not follow. But, uh, I mean, you're going to get people back to work and then you just get them fired again. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. All right, let's get into the main topic of the day. All right, should we do the uh, work short topic? Let's do it. All right, so today's work short uh, topic of the day is titled, Keith and Carl get a job at a restaurant. All right. Or Keith and Carl's restaurant experience. I actually didn't have a title for this. Or Keith and Carl. It's a salute to restaurants. We had a little bit of experience in the food service industry, so we're going to tell it. Uh, Next next time I'll have a a better title. Yeah, next time I'll think about that. Maybe. You've been served. By Keith and Carl. Oh, horrible pun. Or the best pun. <laughs> so you alluded to the fact that you uh, you worked as a restaurant? I did, yeah. So my first restaurant experience was actually my first job. This I, first uh, time any restaurant experience? You never ate at a restaurant before, no, <laughs> before no, that no, time? No, yeah, no. My, gosh, you, poor, you poor child. My, uh, no, my first job experience was at a restaurant. And I was 15, 16 years old. And my resume was accepted at the Olive Garden. I think my mom still had to drop me Did you me eat off. all the breadsticks? Is that why you took it? Man. Unlimited breadsticks? I think I was going down the road. I was just like throwing like resumes out the, the door. Um, and they were, they were hiring. But How many did you eat? Here's the deal. Olive Garden was good. my birthday pick. I don't know if you ever had those. But like when really? you're growing up, like the kids are like, oh, like where do you want your parents? Like, where do you want to go for your birthday? It'd be either the Olive Garden or Red Lobster. And they were like right next to each other on like the main strip, you know, kind of in my, my town. We didn't have a strip or those two options. Yeah. And they're owned by like the same company. So. And you chose the Olive Garden. Yeah. So get back to Was it the breadsticks? It wasn't the breadsticks. I'll tell you what my first job was. I was a host. You were a host? A host. A couple Why? things. Why? I wanted to become more outgoing. So you, you took a job to push yourself as a no. teen? No, no, you didn't. All the other hosts were hostesses. I was a 15, 16-year-old man host with an entire squad. So uh, did you put in for a specific job there and just said, hey, I'll take whatever you have at the Olive Garden? Well, I wasn't old enough to serve because I couldn't serve booze. And um, So that's literally the only other job. It was at a like, busboy, and they had a couple bussers. And they're like, we had an opening for a host, and I think the manager at the time wanted to diversify, 
and got me up there. So how many applications you put in? I don't know. I you know I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. What's the interview like at the Olive Garden for the host? It's more of like don't eat the breadsticks. You know, you're hired. It's like if this is your first job, it's more like a conversation. You know, it's like here's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Are you okay with that? You know, and and you know, can you work these hours? Because this is what we're trying to fill. And that's pretty much it. If I can talk to the manager, they're not looking for anything special. Were you I, nervous? I don't. Probably. It's my first job. Probably. I'd be probably. terrified. Yeah. Always the people that keep coming in. Well, Do you honestly, have to hand out buzzers? That adds that was not, immense complexity to it. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple of critiques. You need to smile more. Still getting that, so I'm fixed that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 20, I thought I actually think later. I made a huge step forward with that job. <laughs> You had to be out. You had to have small <laughs> small talk. The first thing people see as they come into the Olive Garden on their birthday is Carl just staring at them stoically. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> what the hell am I here Booth for? Booth or window seat? Yeah, your table's not ready. Yeah, so that really talk that job brought me out of my shell. I mean, well, I had I a won't. smile. I created. You did smile. I, yeah, I created small talk on the way back to the table. What did you say? No. What's the occasion today? Why are you here? <laughs> did they write you a script? No, no. You came up with that on your own? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite thing? I love the breadsticks too. Everyone does. Hey, hey. But seriously, did you eat all the breadsticks? Yeah. Breadsticks, soup, and salad were free. Isn't that boys. the biggest scam though? Like all you can eat on the things that are essentially free? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, what happened, lettuce, so, what, yeah. so what happened at this? At this how long were we there? Oh, I don't know. Probably a good year or two, two maybe a year or two. So you're the only male, and the rest are hostess. Yeah, and I moved into you know I did some bar, I uh, did some um, bossing too, and so was it just you at the host stand? But actually, I was a really good host. I was I could identify with the standards. tables. Did you ever get critiqued? Did you ever get a feedback session on this? No, they just let let you keep your job. So you thought you were doing okay? No, I was good. So would you, were you working by there's yourself some skill. or there's other people? There's some skill that you need there. No, I don't doubt that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, mostly... Yeah, it's your first impression. Well, so the... I, went to a, I went to a school that was... I went to a, um, a private school that wasn't where I was living, right? So outside of the city. So the, the people there went to the high school that I would have been going to. So these are kids, you know, my age that I was getting to know that I would have known if I was going to school there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of fun. They knew my friends that I played you know, elementary baseball and, you know, football with or whatever, soccer. And so like we all had, we knew kind of some of the same people, but I had never met these people before. So I don't know. And yeah, it was like me and like literally six, seven, eight women. There wasn't another male host the entire time I was there. Seems dangerous. It's like that movie. Did you ever see that movie Waiting? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I picture. Was it that? Yeah, but it was like, were you guys like I was just doing pranks and it was fun. It, it was a lot of fun. I it was a lot of fun, but I was definitely not a um, definitely you're not, not, the, like a you're not the Ryan I wasn't, I wasn't a ladies' man really then. So it's you like, don't have to be if it's you and six others. Yeah, but it, it was eventually just, it's just uh, attrition. Yeah, it was there's just nothing a, else but me. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was fun. Um, you're leaving one on the table. But then no, I'm mean, I'm not. And then it's like, but the thing about that is that you're. You are in a corporate restaurant. So the protocols, right? The 
uniform, the name tag, the Did ties. Chotskis? You had to wear, no. this Flair? You had to wear ties, a white shirt. For real? Yeah. I just haven't been there in a while. Black pants, black shoes. Dude, in that song, it's like, that always what played. Song? Oh, when the moon hits your eyes like a big pizza pie, it's amore. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I'm talking, like, it was the same Italian. That was a pretty good impression, though. I feel the like. same Italian songs played over and over for, like, the two years I worked there. It was just on a loop. Was, Dude, I had the same experience. I mean, this is not at all food service. I know way off topic. When I worked, I worked at Menards. Yeah. You ever heard that song? You'll save big, big. money. You'll save big. Yeah. yeah. Here, over yeah. and over and over. We always would say at over. Menards. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole song. I know. That's the only song I play. It was one of actually. I've like I heard it's like one of the greatest jingles locally no, that we've no. ever heard because it drive you insane. Yeah. Yeah, I knew after like a couple months, like you just walk into work and hear that same thing over and over, and you just want to kill yourself. But anyway, it's—I mean, it's not as bad as the Italian "It's a More" song because at least there was three or four songs that they played on a loop. So, no, this was just the the company. Yeah, so reminding you of where you were. When I was talking about like serving desserts and, um, you know, Olive Garden, right? You get all the servers together around the table and they sing this song they together clap. yeah they clap and they do something like and so they would always pull in i would post. pay any money to get you on video oh my gosh i clapping yeah. and singing a birthday song 15, with a smile on your yeah, face 15 16 year old carl like smiling like all right carl we gotta go with the birthday in the back all right well, i feel like, like that was the the traumatic experience that you're like no oh my gosh i need to take a different path yeah it was nuts and like the the gm he um he actually like was I think he was like an Italian guy at like the Olive Garden, which I guess you know it's Italian, but it's corporate Italian. Well, if you're like, gonna do the bit, go all the way. I know it was cool. He called him G. Wonder called G. Really? Yeah. Well, that kind of seems like a authentic yeah. down home yeah, kind of place. It was kind of cool, but um, it actually was a lot of fun. It was cool. It was, um, you know, it was a lot of busting tables, a lot of walking people back. What it Juicy was. staff shenanigans. Yeah, not really. I don't know. It was so the shenanigans always happen like after the work, right? It's like, oh, we're, there's a house party somewhere. Do you want to come to the house party? It yeah, wasn't, just yeah. like in waiting. It's exactly yeah. like the movie. Yeah, there was maybe. Yeah, there's some of that. Um, but it was, I mean, it was pretty low key. It was we're after that. Key. So you worked there for two years. You had another one after that. A couple years, yeah. So then I joined some of my friends at a, a very elite country club. Out in Edina, Minnesota. Yeah, it was one of the... Oh, wow. You were fancy yeah, people. It was, yeah. Very limited membership um, on, a, on a pretty awesome golf course where uh, the professional PGA women's have actually played a few times out Did there. Did you get there on your Olive Garden merit? Yeah. They called for a reference there and said, this guy knows how to smile. This guy knows how to... Yeah, knows how to sing he's happy got, birthday. He's got experience. That and uh, all my friends. Did they friends, ask for references? All my friends, yeah, they did back in the day. All my friends were lifeguards out at the pool that I was applying for, and they knew the manager. So this I worked. This is at, an '80s movie. It is. So you work at a golf club, and you got pool boys. Yeah, the, well, these like guys legit pool boys. Well, pretty much, these guys were lifeguards. I was more of like a pool boy. I felt like. Um, you were a pool boy. Yeah, I mean, we worked at this cafe. That uh, cafe, mind you, this is a glorified chicken strip hamburger stand that served 
hard liquor, of course. Right? This was, yeah. So, like, most of my day, I was in shorts, a collared shirt, branded, like, collared shirt, and ran chicken fingers and fries out to all the, the shitty kids and brought vodka, you know, sodas to all their nannies. And that was, like, my day. Dude, this sounds like Caddyshack. It almost was. It was literally Did our you summer. Have super short shorts. Nah, I mean they were khakis. I mean they're like docker shorts. They weren't super short. They were... So the rich housewives can go, yeah. Dude, there's a lot of that. Um, really? Do tell. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> Do tell. No, not. But it's just like a lot of rich housewives. There's a little of that. Yeah. Not a lot of it. There's a little of it. Yeah. And. Uh, Do you see the the Stranger Things on Netflix? Yeah, absolutely. That one guy who's the pool boy yeah. and all the other rich women just kind of like yeah he was the lifeguard not yeah. the pool boy it's all the same to me you're out in the pool you're yeah you're, you're doing those things like, out there those are like you're... my friends those my, my friends are out there I'm busy they literally sat in chairs all day long I would Sounds bring awesome. them drinks and they would so what did you do again I was I was like a waiter so you're a waiter at the pool so I had it to doesn't bring... make you a pool boy no but I I basically it makes you a waiter who serves yeah. The lifeguards. Yeah, I know. And nannies and stuff. But I was like picking up pool, like, you know, chicken tenders, like the kids would spill, ketchup all over the deck of the pool. Was, so everyone else, this is just like a scene out of a movie, but you're you run around frantically cleaning it. When they up. when it got too crazy, they would guys would come in and grab a Snickers bar and toss it in the pool. And they'd get four a break we'd have a break for four hours. My God, this is literally a movie. Dude, we had the that's keys. Not, that's where all the shenanigans happened. the keys rich... to the pool. It was a summer party for two or three summers. Seriously? Yeah. After hours. You still work there? I wish. Man. It sounds like a pretty good gig. It was. It was awesome. So how long were you there? You were three summers there? I don't know. Two summers, two or three. I'm trying to think of. Because every summer you got a new colored shirt. So I'm trying to think of what color shirt, how many different colored that's shirts. That's like I my had. dream is just like working at a pool somewhere. Probably not in Minnesota. But I'm thinking like whether it's I would say Florida, but that that that's not ideal. Somewhere cool in the world. And you're just like folding towels. You're the pool boy. you you have no obligations. You just like smile, you make small talk if you want. Yeah. If you don't, totally fine. Your only job is it. Well, and I just like have this vision where I'm just like you're just folding towels and yeah. you know, sitting on that I don't want to be a lifeguard. I don't want to have to like know all that stuff and like be responsible for people's lives but yeah you like you clean up a bit and you hey can i take this yeah. drink from you and you just see where life goes That's, that sounds pretty incredible i know i was i mean the pay probably less less i was kind of pissed why my buddies didn't give me a job as a lifeguard because they don't want you in there they want me getting them drinks dude. you're like i yeah. was totally set up so you got this dude grabbing chicken fingers out of the pool and getting them drinks and staying the hell out of the way no, I'm not getting you a job either. Yeah, I mean, you got played. Yeah, I literally three or four of my best friends from high school worked there, and I like served them drinks all day long while they sat in chairs and suntan. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look them up. There's some shenanigans there though, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we had the keys to the pools because they were lifters. They were they opened the pool after hours pool time. Oh yeah, lights would be down. I mean, this is sound. And we had sexy. We had some fun. I mean, the managers, one of the managers, uh, sometimes like to stay after hours too. So, you know, we we uh, had the 
the the cafe open. It was kind of open open bar for Dude, this was kind of way different. How old were you? Um, I don't it, like late. It matters. Call it like first second year of college maybe. Really late high, coming out of high school. Yeah, late prime time. Maybe late maybe high school. I can't no high school. Yeah, high oh school. Oh my gosh, that was your high school job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Somewhere I was working on a farm, and you're working on serving drinks to hot housewives. We had yeah. very different upbringings. Yeah, they would have a day. It would be Ferrari day. People in the club would bring their Ferraris. Like multiple people had Ferraris. Yeah, they'd show them all. They'd park them, and they all would take a look at them and For, stuff. So, what if you didn't have a Ferrari? You didn't bring your jalopy to Ferrari day. You just you, you probably a, had to get one. You showed up and. Got to hang out and look at the cool ones. Maybe they give Dude, you, you lived in a very different world. Yeah. Or worked in a very different world. Well, I had a beat up like two-door, you know, beater GMC J. Yeah, dude. Just like the awesome. movies. Yeah. The poor kid coming in here. Yeah. He parks his beater. He and the best in. thing, every Monday, yeah. we got to play golf for free on the course. Close really? the course down and the staff got to play. That was part of the perk for working there. This is a professionally maintained place that was... I had multiple professional events there while I was there. Um, so it was a treat to play. Dude, this wasn't a food service. This is just like cool boy plus. Did you have the fish, the chicken fingers out of there with a net? Out of the, out of the pool? Of the pool. Dude, yeah, everything you could imagine was floating in the pool at some point or, no, or another. What does that mean? I don't know, man. It was a bunch of kids going crazy. Like they pooped in the pool? Yeah. You had to clean it up? No. No, the lifeguards. That was the only bad thing about being a lifeguard. Whoa. Wait a minute. The lifeguards had to clean the poop out of the pool? Yeah. If someone goes to the bathroom in the pool like that, they have to take a net and try to scoop it out if it's... Come on. And that's... Yeah. How else are they going to get it out? That's part of the no, job. No, and somebody's getting it out, but why the, why the lifeguard? He's they're saving lives. Like, wouldn't wouldn't it be the, like the custodian? The they're the ones that are in charge of the pool, you know? they do Anything the, that goes on in the pool... They do the, the chemistry dosing, make sure they do they test with the water strips. That was just part of their the lifeguard? Job. Yeah. They did do all that? Yeah, that was just part of their job. Yeah. Well. A lot of them taught swimming lessons there too. It was like more than yeah. just like a lifeguard, like at a beach where you just jump up there. They were like Yeah, that's all I'd want to do. They had to manage. Did they have one of those pool. jobs? No. Well, that sounds I'm not all right. I won't do that. Somewhere someday I'm just gonna fold towels on the pool and live that life. Because I've always wanted to live that life. I want a Caddyshack summer. Yeah. We just get in the shenanigans and, and see what goes down at the pool. And you've had like 14 of them. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I have My service industry experience was literally five months, beginning to end. It was not at a pool. Veteran. Yeah, it was not at a pool. It was not at a chain restaurant. It was at a... I would say restaurant, but it's more of like a bar slash nightclub. And I think a strip what, club. What it was not a strip club. Okay. One of these exists in every town. I'm convinced of it. A strip club? No, no. It's <laughs> strip clubs. They they do exist, but this was not one of them. Okay. But it's one of these like uh kind of like country western like bar restaurants. But then later at night, it turns into like kind of a you know, pseudo hip trendy dance club. Yes. 
You know, everyone yeah. everyone has that. Like you have them downtown Minneapolis. Everybody can picture that. Yeah, I have. It's like yeah, it got the yeah. country music going, and yeah. it and this place was like edge of the suburbs in Chicago. So you had you know people coming in from outside the suburbs who really want this country music, and they do the line dance and whatever the hell else was going on. But then at like later at night, like 11, 10, 11, midnight, I, I don't know when. Then it just like dropped on a dime. So and flip to like dance club music, like. Yeah. It was just like hip hop, just straight up hip hop. Oh, yeah. That's but crazy. this is also a place that was open till 4 a.m. Yes. So all the other bars are open till 2, but in Cook County, which Chicago is like they have 4 a.m. licenses even at night. This is the only place. So after everybody is just out of their minds. At the end of the night, this is the place that they went. Wait, so, and you were looking for a job, and you're like, this is a place that I want to well, go. Well, no, here's Let's the thing. Like, I had a job. Here's the thing. Like, I, ha- I <laughs> had a, a job. This is a dance club. Like, I have a job. I have a regular job. What do you mean you have a job? Working construction. I was, I was working. You had a nine to five? I had a nine to five, dude. Five, six days a week. So you sought out another job at? It was, well, no, like it was like just one of those summers where my buddy was the the manager there, and he's like telling me what he does, and he's like, "Oh, it's fun, you know. There's there's a bunch of you know girls here, and di- just kind of a different different scene." I'm like, "Well, I've never worked anything like that." He's like, "Well, I I need you need you need a, what, I need a, I need a, a hand. server or what? I need like a hand. What do you what, you need a so, bartender? No, they did. He he goes, we need some, we need I need need some help. I'm like, well." What are you looking for? He's you like, were the toilet cleaner. Or something. He, I was not the toilet cleaner. He said, "He's like, well, I need, I need a bouncer." What? He needs muscle. <laughs> he needs, he needs muscle. the muscle. Well, no way. Like this is. It was. If you're looking, yes, I'm like 170 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a place where, and it wasn't just like one button. This isn't like Roadhouse. We had like one Jack dude. Dude, Swayze like is like enforcer. tiny, but he's Jack. I know, but he's like enforcer. That's so how I picture you like, should be. No, I wasn't. Enforcer. Like, no, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> but this place. I thought was he like, saw something in you. No, he didn't. <laughs> he he needed a warm body. And <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this could be interesting for a while. I don't know what made me do it. I just kind of wanted the experience and just try just flip life on its that. So yeah. That's so, so it's unlike a, it's, you. It's a place that <laughs> it's a place that's like there's like 10 bouncers. It's like you know, it's like country music, but as soon as like the dance club, it's like you have those earpieces. Yes. You know? Does that work? Do those yeah. things work? What are... I've never like tried to talk into it, but I heard a lot of stuff. Did you actually, were people talking to that too? Totally. Like things were like happening and talking and I just like had it in. It just, it signaled that I was what kind part of, of the. What, what was your outfit, your uniform? Oh, see, that's the other great thing. I had like black pants on, right? But then it had like a dress shirt. But I have never like worked in one of these places before. Yeah. So like, I'm like, I don't know. Do you wear like a corporate dress? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't work in the corporate environment yet, so I didn't wear one of those. And so I went to I don't know what was it like Express or one of these like places. But so, but the the shirts yeah. I bought were like a little too. They're like flashy, almost like a little too. They're I almost feel like, like they clubby. should be flashy. They're almost like clubby. Yeah, they thought you were actually part of the dance party. Yeah. What so I'm that? out there. So I got like these. You know, I got this like weird outfit on for me so i'm like working construction like very different world on saturday night flare collars just like yeah i got this thing on there's like 10 other people and their whole job is to you know make sure the the piece is kept because it's a 4 a.m bar this place just gets insane 
Yeah. Like everybody, nobody's showing up sober. It's, it's just so it's a guys dumpster like, fire. Is it? Do you guys have like positions in the restaurant? Like a couple guys are by the dance floor. Some guys are by the bar. Like some uh, are yes, yeah. Protecting the shop. I girls. really didn't follow that as much, but yeah, there's like okay, you people work the door, and people worked the dance floor. Yeah, so it was, this is the work the bathroom. So <laughs> I they let me work the the door once and that ended abruptly they're like super serious dress codes there what why because i i they just like don't want like they want country it's people? just no it's just like a no you just like can't wear like crazy hats or color it, it's just or... like a way to screen kind of punks who are coming in right yeah. no it in fact it's just an excuse to let not let people in that you think are too drunk oh. or that you think are just tough guys yeah so they'll just have like these odd rules that don't make any sense. And they're not like, they don't, yeah, it just, it made absolutely no sense. So they let me work the door once. That's like working out great, man. Cause I just, I was talking to everybody. I was welcoming everyone. I was just, I was not the bouncer. I was the welcome group. You were like the host. Hey! I was the, exactly. I was the, I was the, I was yeah. the. I was the, uh, you know, have some breadsticks. Come on in, right? Welcome to the Olive Garden. So I'm just letting anyone in. But come about midnight, 2 2 a.m., things start to get real. People start coming in. Some people are drunk. Some people are tough guys. Some people are clearly there to make trouble. Are you, like, checking IDs, stamping hands? Yeah. Well, I didn't do that. I was just letting everybody in. Uh, Was there, uh, uh, like, a little rope that you had to, like, lift No, up. it wasn't that wasn't to that extreme, but it was. There's, like, a little quarter, and I'm, I take an ID, or let people in, let people in, let mm. people in. I never denied anyone. Come about 3 a.m., just things are things are going bad in the bar. Like, people are starting to fight. I, I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of stuff. And the manager, come, my buddy, he's like, who's letting all these people in? <laughs> and, like, they look at me, and they're just like, this is your first day, man. I'm like, well, there's a policy, but I really don't feel like these people were breaking it. They're like, the policy is just there to say no. And I'm like, well, you told me that. You're not a no guy. No. I'm just yes like, guy. Yeah, I'm a yes man. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. We're going to have a good time. And if you're having a bad day, come on in anyway. Let's fix it. Yeah. No, that that's that turns out that like, that might be like a decent recipe for life, but that, that makes a shitty bouncer. Yeah. Like the worst. So they they never let me back in there, like ever again. So the rest of my time there, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just hiding out, hanging out. Like I don't want to get in a fight. Yeah, I don't want to fight anyone. Right. Like any fight can be resolved by just like talking it through. Yeah. Unless it's all drunk people, then that that's not true. Yeah. But like even even in a situation like, I don't want to, I don't want to like be a tough guy. Yeah. Like that's cheap. Like oh, like you got. Drunk people, you know, you're in, a, you're in a position of power. You're gonna throw them out. Oh, you're a big, you're a big man. Yeah. Ah, no way, right? Everyone's here to have a good time. I want you to have a good time. I was a glorified cheerleader. One time, there was a fight like in my area, and they're like, I hear them. They're like, Hey, there's a fight. We need everybody. Blah blah blah. I just ran out the back door. Like I'm, I have a regular job. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You'd actually do anything. Come on. <laughs> when the real work has started, I am I'm out the back door. Yeah. So they're like, Where are you? And I just I just kinda walked far off enough so that my, my earpiece didn't pick anything up. I didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, I just, I I saw somebody 
I saw some stuff going on outside. I'm like, they're like, good. That's where they're supposed to be. We're supposed to get them outside. Not they go outside and you <laughs> look for them. We're not the police. We just want them out. And so I'm like, oh, they're not really buying this. I'm like, well, you know, some stuff's going on there. I'd investigate. And then so they, you, you do this song and dance for a while. And eventually they sniff you out. But then eventually, nobody knew I had a regular job. And last time I'm like, well, you know, I don't think I want to do this anymore. It messes up my Monday morning. They're like, you're what? I'm like, oh, no, no, no I, I, I have a real job. So I, they're like, oh, you, so you're just, you're just a tourist here? Yeah. 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 But it's fun. Yeah. You know, met a lot of people, got to, got to know the industry. Uh, it's just a weird, it's just such a weird environment when you get some of those like older, you know, you're like 40, 50 year old country people. And they want to line dance, and they're having a good time. Yeah. And they... Drinking the bourbon. They stay late. Beers. And then things flip, and then you got the drunk kids coming in, and they're ready to just get down. And when those two worlds meet, that's where it gets interesting. That's where the line dancing gets crazy. Are we line dancing? Are we not line dancing? Yeah. Yeah, it was was fantastic. But then, I mean, the country people who stayed there for like six hours, they were the absolute worst, because then they get me. Right. Then they think it's their bar. Right. And then they're like, are you going to do something about this? And they look at me. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to mess this shirt up. Keeping this shirt? Yeah. No, I'm not going to mess this up. bought this from Express. Just paid 50 bucks for this shirt. <laughs> Does that place even exist? I don't know if they still do. I think they they do. I don't know. World's changing, though. Anyway. Yeah, but also, like, oh, man, I remember it distinctly. Like, there was... There was like one shirt that was like extra flashy because I never cared when I bought this stuff. I'm just, it's not like a shopper. Yeah. I think he had like French cuffs or something. But it was like, it's to the, it was like next level of what you should be wearing. Which is a bouncer because you don't want to get your shirt dirty. That's true. I mean, you're not going to be on there breaking up fights and no. You don't want a drink spilled on you. No, not at all. But at the same time, like, I didn't need to look that flashy because I remember the first week that guy was getting just a ton of attention. From uh, from the male suitors, They're yeah. Like, hey, that's a that's a nice shirt. I'm like, first first five, oblivious again, right? I'm just give them oh, out, thank you. out way outside of this. I'm like, thank you, thank you. Yeah. A big smile, and then like, hey, recipro- what do you do here? Right? Reciprocate a, a little longer smile. Like, he really likes my shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you're a bouncer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong I'm guy. A bouncer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that uh, that whole thing didn't last. Long. It was like it was like five months beginning to end. So, but yeah, well. got to appreciate the people. Um, I mean, dude, the the bartenders that we work with, such a thankless job. Like the servers. This was also like a place where they were sharp. They were serving like those stupid like test tube shots. Oh yeah. When that was a thing, is that still a thing? I yeah. I'm glad I, I don't even know. know. Yeah. If that's a thing, but that was like they're in Vegas. I've seen them in Vegas. But dude, these but, yeah. these these poor. I mean, they're girls at the time. They're super young, but like harassment they would take and then they yeah. have to like clean the bathroom and then like just just running and gunning and like you get to the end of the night and they're just like exhausted and at 4 a.m like so they're working right up to it um i don't know just like hats off to those people who who put in that grind because it's that's crazy and and to all the legitimate bouncers out there who take their job seriously so yeah i mean hats off, hats off to you yeah no that's funny I, you know I, I ended my career in the uh, restaurant business. I followed my manager 
um, from one country club to another one. And um, so you bounced multiple country clubs. Yeah, and this other one we went to. Dude, this is Caddyshack. Caddyshack uh, two. Caddyshack two. Yeah, the other one we went to was ran by some great people. Obviously, I followed my manager over there. Um, big shout out to Peggy and and Tim uh, who ran the place. Awesome place. That Peggy. Um, they uh, you know, it was great. I had a lot of fun too. But the clientele there was quite different. So at the one was was quite. <laughs> what does uh, that mean? You know, my my first one was quite. Uh, I would say the elite. It was an elitist type club. This yeah. one was more of. You know, they get a nice golf membership. Um, they played a decent course, but you know these guys want to be the ones that own the Ferraris, right? They want to be. But these they don't. Guys. But yeah, so this is like they're generations not as fancy. away. Generations away, yeah, and so. The interactions with them was quite different, and uh, the interactions with um, you know the legacy members, you know, there was always a table in, each, in the corner of the restaurant where these old you know guys that are seventy to eighty years old been at this club forever. Like but, the mafia boss. Yeah, like the mafia. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sitting in the back of the Perkins, eating the exact same thing. Every goddamn time they sat down, you had to know exactly what they wanted. Um, otherwise, you weren't doing your job. It was like if you didn't bring like their uh, wedge of salad with the Roquefort dressing on the side. What kind of Roquefort dressing? Yeah, so that's blue cheese, right? Is that a Minnesota thing? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a brand or if it's, I don't know, but that's, yeah. Roqueford? Yeah. It had everything. Had, it. Yeah, perfect. And anyway, so it was just like, a, and these guys, you know, there was a weird sense of entitlement there just because they had like a club membership. But it, but on, you know, when it got late at night, we were the first ones, the staff, to be there rolling dice and gambling with the with them. Um, just it's like a country club? Yeah. You're just shooting dice? Shooting dice. That's a little different than the uh, the Ritzy one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. At the rich one, if you roll dice with them, you're playing with hundreds. Hundreds of dollar bills. These guys were playing with 20s. Like, That's still a at lot. At the one, they have like, you know, a club. They had a guy that was Shoot a dice for $20 bills? Like, those guy, are only the drunk people to buy. They had a guy that was at the Ritzy club, right? They had a guy that was the shoe, um, like the, the clubhouse guy that, you know, would uh, take their golf shoes, clean their golf shoes, clean their golf clubs. Right, he'd be. He was like in this man layer that, you know, he ran basically. The guy was making probably six figures a year off of tips from these guys because he was like their confidant. Like he would take. Yeah, this their is shoes. a mafia. This is like they'd a mafia. Turn, thing. Yeah, he'd turn his shoes in. They'd turn their shoes in. They'd be like they know all. He'd know all their secrets. You know everything about them. That was like his job to do that. And the you know the second place I worked at. It was not that, at all. It was like, you know. Yeah, but you you probably got to meet some characters. Probably less pool. Was there a pool? No, no. There wasn't even a pool. No. Why the hell did you work there? No, because I was I was a server. I was like in college. I was serving tables. I feel like the whole point of the country club is to get out to the pool scene. Yeah, this is just about golfing. No pool there. But that's where I met my wife. She uh, at the second country club. Yeah, she. Um, it worked out. She hated me at first. Yes, she could help me carry uh, a tray out to the table. And I was like, no, I don't need your help. That's your first interaction with her? Yeah, one of my first. It was like one of our first shifts together. She's like, do you need help? I was like, no, I don't need help. 
got this. Like this is, you know, like I'm saying, tips of being a good server is clear your own damn tray. So, she found this attractive? No, she was pissed. She went to my manager. Was like, I don't want to be scheduled with this dude. Which means I want to be scheduled with him. The manager's forever. like, there's like four of you people. You guys are gonna get scheduled together. So suck it up. You know. So, so how'd this turn? Yeah, I don't know. Just charm, charm and wit. No, like overcame. What 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 happened here? You're you you're, you're serving with each other for months. Yeah. She just, I mean, she just realized how kick ass I was. I mean, smiled a lot. No, you don't just jump to like jokes. a bunch of kids and dogs from that. Like what what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was you, just you definitely know you were there. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of those. Yeah, it was probably one of those where. She, uh, it was, it was the, the hate, uh, hating me was kind of fun for a while. You know, yeah. it was, yeah. we, you know, kind of like a, kind of like a, uh, school kid kind of thing. Yeah. Played that all a little bit. Yeah. And let that one ride. Till hate turned to passion. So anyway, it was fun. So, I mean, it was one of those deals where I, um, I also served weddings, right? They had a big banquet hall there. So, you know, being part of that whole whole like deal being able to you know serve tables so you had to do all the weddings and stuff yeah and just the whole behind the scenes of that was crazy um and seeing like you know bartending at weddings like the drunk people the people that are trying to get served underage people are serving drinks to their like cousins that are underage and so what was your mo there when you underage kid tried to come up i don't know you I, hook them up at a wedding or yeah you turn them we you know you try to card them actually we didn't i, I didn't card much you yeah. know one of those deals. I wasn't getting checked. So you're kind of like me as a bouncer. Yeah, I was. It's like, just yeah. kind of let it pass. Yeah, you look old enough. I'll give you a drink. If it's up to your parents <laughs> that are going to, you know, that can put a stop to it. So, so Roquefort dressing is a thing. Yes. Right. So it is slightly different than blue cheese, but their two are used interchangeably. All right. So, yeah, that's what the it old is time. an actual thing. Nice. I've never heard of it before. I hadn't either since when I since when I uh, before I started working there. But now there's something called Roquefort blue cheese. All right, whatever. Sounds like anyway, is it a brand of blue it cheese? I don't know. It did say no. I don't think so. I think it's a. I think it's a type. So, well, I learned something new today. Yeah, I don't know. So I, uh, you know, spent a lot of time and, you know, thinking about wrapping as we wrap this up. You know, my wife still works part time at a restaurant. Has Ever since I've known her, um, we have many, many friends that are still in the industry, many owners of restaurants um, that are still working hard to, to keep their businesses alive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, go out, support your local restaurants. I, you know, this is a salute to restaurants. And so, you know, from my perspective, you know, I, you know, I salute the, the friends that are looking to go back to work and it's going to be a different environment. You know, let's talk about spreading tables out, removing tables so people have their space and distance. That means less people in the restaurant, less turns, less money potentially. Um, new procedures with cleaning and health and safety. That's a new thing that you have to learn. That's, you know, you, you know, you didn't, uh, you took for granted. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, supporting people that, uh, that we love and we want to, to do well. So, you know, still in these times, you know, uh, restaurants around your country or around your state or your, your city might not be open fully, but I would suggest uh, be a patron, you know, order and uh, get delivered. Go do pickup because we salute uh, these people that are trying to make a living 
and make our communities a better place. Well said. Uh, and my takeaway is that my dream of being the pool boy is alive and well. You stoked that fire. And I'll get there someday. I think so. I think there's a pool probably in Costa Rica that you would like. I, I think there's a lot of pools in a lot of places. Yeah. I'd like. At least got to try it. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the whole bouncer thing. You got to give it a go. How do I get back to that? Come by. It's easy. It's coming back to what you have now that's the difficult part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of fun. I mean, a little departure from the... Uh, the corporate, the corporate world, diving into uh, a different, yeah, I mean, a I different think, career path. We should probably do something like this again. Well, I think in you know you learn a lot. I think oftentimes restaurant jobs can be seen as a, um, you know, a means to an end. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's something that's over quickly. But you know, from my perspective, I've learned life skills like smiling and being engaging well, and you dabbled. maybe I dabbled in that. Um, make great friends. There's definitely a lot of teamwork, uh, in, at a restaurant and hell you can find love. Yeah. You know, you can, and find there's a lot of dirty stories you didn't share. I and can there's just a see lot it. of dirty stories. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what the restaurant industry is really about. It is. It's about, it's about growing up, I think, uh, for a lot of people. And it was for me for sure. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, if you have any questions, comments for us, reach out to us. You can check us out on keithandcarl.com, Instagram at Work Shorts Podcast, Facebook at Work Shorts, and check us out on our YouTube channel, Keith and Carl. Let's do it again, man. Awesome. Later.